You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from beautiful Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes out to listen to this episode. This is episode 77 of the podcast, and we're going to be diving into a topic that no doubt uh, is considered very provocative in the eyes of many people, and even some people would say is maybe inappropriate for a theology podcast, but I disagree. There's nothing off limits, and I've already made a commitment in the past uh, many times over to, to answer every question that comes my way. So you send me an email, I'm going to answer it, and an email was sent to me on the topic of sex toys. So we're going to address that question here today. Before we dive in, just a quick reminder, if you've been a regular listener of the podcast, can you do me a huge, huge favor and leave a review? Head over to whatever podcast app you are using, particularly if you're an Apple user using iTunes or using the the podcast app on your iPhone or your iPad. Head over, leave a five-star review, tell the world you love the podcast. That would be a big, big help. All right, let's dive into this important uh, question at hand today. I'm actually bringing a guest on the podcast back for a second time. His name is Dr. Corey Allen. He was with us back in episode 55, and he answered the question, uh, why does sexual purity really matter? I would highly encourage you, if you're, not, if you're not listening to that episode, go back and listen to episode 55. If you are not familiar with Dr. Allen, he is a licensed family and marriage therapist, as well as a licensed professional counselor. In addition to being a, a therapist for, for many, many people, he is also an author, speaker, blogger, and podcaster. He actually has a show uh, called the Sexy Marriage Radio Show that he co-hosts with Shannon Etheridge. She is one of my personal mentors, and she has uh, written and spoken a ton on the topic of healthy sexuality. Dr. Allen's got a wealth of wisdom, and I'm excited to bring another interview uh, with him. Uh, before we dive into that, I just want to make sure I make it clear that both Dr. Allen and myself, we believe in what we would call biblical marriage, that we believe that God's ideal design for marriage is one man, one woman. We believe that God's ideal design for all sexual activity to be within the bounds of marriage, one man, one woman who are, are lawfully committed to one another. In the interview, Dr. Allen's going to be talking... Not not only about sex toys, but just kind of just sexual, healthy sexual practices as a whole. Like, how do you dialogue with your spouse and with your spouse, excuse me, in a way that is honoring to your spouse and honoring to God? So he will answer the question. You know, is it okay for Christians to use sex toys? Uh, spoiler, spoiler alert. The answer is yes, and he explains why it's perfectly okay to do that. Um, but it'll also go beyond that. So much of the advice that Dr. Allen gives us is really aimed at a married person, which I believe is valuable for single people because we know that most single people will eventually be married. But I don't just want to give you biblical advice that will help you eventually. I want to give you biblical advice that helps you right now where you are at. So after the interview, I'm going to give some additional thoughts and some additional commentary on how this applies to the single person. The reason why we're even doing this episode is because I got a Facebook message quite a while back from someone who was saying or asking about sex toys. This person was asking me, however, uh, is a single person who uh, who's at, who actually identifies as homosexual as a, as a, a gay person, and but but this person believes that 
that homosexuality or homosexual behavior is outside of God's design. So this person has committed to being celibate for the rest of uh, this person's life. This person has determined, I'm going to be celibate. I'll never be married. This person was this person then listened to my episode on masturbation. If you've not listened to that, it was actually for quite some time our most downloaded episode. Uh, episode 14, I answered the question, is masturbation really sin? Uh, so this person listened to that episode and then sent me a Facebook message and just simply said, Hey, what about those of us who are going to be celibate? How about for those of us who are never going to be married or going to be celibate? Um, would, it inabri- would it be inappropriate for us to masturbate? Would it be inappropriate for us to, you know, maybe, uh, you know, to maybe use sex toys to to pleasure ourselves? Because because man, we're really holding out, and it's really really hard to not sin when we're holding out, right? Like in that episode, I said, like I quoted from First Corinthians seven, where Paul tells people, like, if you can't hold out, then go get married. Like he tells people, like, singleness is great. But if you are burning in lust, then go get married so that you don't fall into sin. Well, we can't say that to a person who is uh, who is choosing to be celibate because of their because of, of because they're wrestling through uh, you know homosexuality. Like that's not a viable thing to say to that person. We can't say to that person well, go get married because they're not attracted to. You know, I can't tell a, a lesbian woman just go marry some man. She's she's not attracted to it, so it's, it's hard for her to do that. But I can tell her be celibate because that's Christ honoring. Um, so what do I say to that person? So what do I say to the person who says, what about using sex toys if you're single or celibate? Um, after my interview with Dr. Corey Allen, I'm going to dive in and answer that. If for some reason you want to get right to that, like maybe you want to skip over the, the interview portion uh, with Dr. Allen, I don't encourage that. But if you just want to get to the, to the portion that you think more directly applies to you, uh, the interview is going to be about, t- it's about 12 minutes long. So from the point that we start the interview, you can just skip ahead for 12 minutes and that'll get you uh, to the part where I'll be addressing, you know, singleness, uh, celibacy and homosexuality. But for everyone who actually does want to hear the interview, which I highly recommend, uh, without further ado, here is my interview with Dr. Corey Allen. We are back today with Dr. Corey Allen. Uh, super excited to have him in another episode. Some incredible wisdom. That we had him before, and so, Doctor Allen, thank you so much for joining us. How's uh, how's the weather in Dallas today? Oh man, it's springtime, so it's it's pretty nice. I can drive around in the Jeep with the with the top down. I'm loving it. Man, that's uh, fun stuff. And are you a Cowboys fan, by the way? Oh no, no, no. All no. right, good. <laughs> Being from Philadelphia and he is an Eagles fan, I have an obligation to to dislike <laughs> the Cowboys. So I'm with you. I, so. I, I, I'm with you. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we've got a topic that I've been asked about. Surprisingly to me, if I'm honest, uh, multiple times, okay. I've had multiple people shoot me Facebook messages and emails asking about this topic. It's some people would say it's provocative, or some I would even say it's inappropriate for the theology podcast. I clearly disagree. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so I want to ask you the question I've been asked: If you're, you know, within marriage, is it appropriate to use sex toys? <laughs> okay. Um... Well, I think it's on as a blanket statement. What's the problem? You know, I, I mean, I, I, the initial reaction to that is, I think it comes down to the two people involved, their level of of conscience and and interest, willingness, openness, guilt. You know, all of that. What's the problem? If it, if it's something that draws you closer together enhances an experience is there an issue with that i don't i don't see it yeah i i i appreciate that a lot you know i it's, it's just gonna sound really silly when a metaphor but i think to myself of like 
I mean, in, in, in our lives, we use it. We use all sorts of yep. elements and accessories to enhance momentary moments to make yep. them more exciting. Yeah, um, I put sugar in my coffee. Right, and so, <laughs> and so, if there's not a biblical argument against sugar in your coffee, then there's there's not a biblical argument for the other. Right. The only thing, I mean, and this is interesting because through the course of of my uh, doing the online site with Simple Marriage that I have, um, I've had two or three different partnerships, and one of them was with a. Uh, a sex toy company. It was a Christian one. And so what they were trying to do is offer sex toys um, to a Christian audience that would take away any of the pornographic kind of stuff. Because obviously, you know, you're like, hey, I want to try this out, but where can I go find it? How can I find something that without going through the the, the muck and the sleaze that could be associated with it? Because, you know, lots of the packaging and covers and information about it online could go down some really dark holes. And so, he was creating a site that allowed a little safer areas to find this. And he had a board of people that helped determine which products were offered and which weren't. And I like his philosophy was we only offer things that are not a replacement of a partner. So like he wouldn't offer a dildo because that's kind of the husband's job. That's his area is, is to provide right. that thing. Right. So I'm not going to offer something that's a, in a replacement of and and i'm like all right that's i kind of like that kind of mindset of that this is something because if you think about it sex sex toys to me are just about enhancing an experience that i know lots of women with the counseling i do in the world i live in as far as couples counseling there's lots of women i come across that they use vibrators and different little things that just enhance the, the the sensations to the clitoral area and and all of that and so it's one of those things though but she only does it in her husband's presence, you know, or he knows about it. And so it's, he's all for, yeah, have, have at it. You know, that's something that, that brings you joy and it kind of draws us to each other. Then I think that's a good thing. I, uh, I really appreciate your, your candid response there. And I know I've heard different married couples say different things. And so kind of related to this, but kind of maybe a more transcendent question, because it probably applies to a lot of areas uh, of marriage how you know what what maybe you and your wife would would find you know appropriate and what you would want to engage in maybe very different than a different married couple right. how how does a married couple determine that with you know with a Christ honoring perspective with mm-hmm. a biblical worldview how does a married couple have the conversation to determine what is appropriate and what's not well i think that's just lots of conversations and soul searching for each person because obviously you know we can't sit here and do a show and i'm i'm not going to be a part of a show that says Dude, you got to be doing sex toys or no way can you do it? You know, it's just because there's too many nuances of of the way I read scripture of how it plays out in people's lives that still at is still adhering to scripture. Because if you think about it in marriage, there are there are no passages that say how we're supposed to do marriage. And I, I might get into some double some edgy water here because there are some of them that talk about we need to be submissive and and love God, you know, love your wife as Christ loved the church and all of that. But those are written to specific contexts. Those aren't blanket, here's exactly how you do marriage. That's just a mindset and an attitude I bring towards the marriage relationship. It's not how I do it. So I think of it in terms of a lot of this kind of stuff of what are you going to do and what are you not going to do in bed and out of bed with your partner is really going to come down to a lot of conversations about 
Is this something that draws us to each other and is considered holy? Or is this something that is a sin? I mean, in, in that kind of the litmus test we use. Mm. <laughs> so a, a lot of it is just, I have to grow into my own comfort level of why do I want this? Because if you think about it, um, I know a lot of men that want to introduce sex toys with their, with, within their marriage, but they want it for their wife. And the wife's like, I don't want it. You got everything I need. You got everything I want. So what if I take that challenge then to just be better, a better lover, a better server of her? I think that's, I think that's in the biblical framework. That's good. Man, I love that idea. You're just, I mean, just making it clear. Like, you know, the reality is it's, that my, mo- my motive may then begin to determine what's, what's appropriate and what's not. Absolutely. That's really, really good. And then I loved earlier when you mentioned, you know, that the, the Christian sex toy company, just that, that idea of like, hey, he's not offering something that's replacing because there's a very clear role for each gender, for each person. Absolutely. Those are some really good, really, really good guidelines. The other guideline that I know, Shannon Etheridge, um, your co-host for Sexy Marriage Radio, one of my personal friends and mentors, uh, you had really mentioned, you had talked to us before about uh, conscience. Just if, mm-hmm. if if one person in the party in in the you know in the marriage, because maybe whether it's their background or or for whatever reason, just feels uncomfortable, but the other one wants to push for that. She she's kind of talked about you know how, how to kind of deal with that. Can you speak to that a little bit? How does how do you deal with maybe one party one partner really wanting something and the other feeling un- uncomfortable with it? Well, I think it, it, then it comes down to are you honoring each other and with or are you just trying to push through what you want regardless of their feelings? Um, I'm going to come at it from the mindset of just because I'm uncomfortable about it isn't reason enough to not do something because if you think about it, there are a lot of things in life that are uncomfortable. But maybe I need to grow in my capacity to deal with stuff. Um, and, and the example I use for this is, you know, when you first heard as a kid the whole idea of French kissing, our initial reaction was, that sounds disgusting. Right. You know, why would I want to do that? Why would you do that? That's ridiculous. And then as you get older, you're like, I can't wait to do that more. <laughs> That's exactly you know, right. I, I want to do that more. And then if you add to it even another level of dis- discomfort and ich- ickiness, the whole idea of oral sex. You want me to put my mouth where? You, you, do you know what else she does there? No, I'm not going there. But then it's like, yeah, when? When can I do that again? You know. <laughs> so, so we all grow in levels of comfort. And I think that's the point that a lot of times marriage challenges us to deal with discomfort. And it's based on what our partner wants or doesn't want. And so to a degree, I think that's a natural design of marriage. But if I'm forcing through something just because it's what I want and I don't care at all about my wife's you know, willingness or interest or comfort, I'm in the wrong. Because you know, it's, it's basically I, I use the same kind of issue with, or, or philosophy with couples when it comes to marital problems. That if one person in the marriage thinks it's a problem, you got a problem. Mm. You know, it, it's not, it's not, we have to always agree a hundred percent, but if one person's got an issue, we got an issue. And so mm. it's both of us figuring out how do I honor your issue, but still maintain myself. That's good. And, and that's, that's, that's what leads into what I fundamentally believe, fundamentally believe is that marriage point blank, all it's designed for is just to help us grow up. That's the point of the relationship. Mm. That's some really great, great wisdom. Dr. Allen, any uh, any resources you'd recommend to anyone listening to this that is maybe having some issues in their marriage, 
uh, whether it be with sexual issues or, or otherwise, anything you would you would point them to? Well, I mean, obviously, if if you one of the things is, would be my co-host go to Shannon uh, Shannon Etheridge with with some of the stuff she's written on the sexually confident wife, the fantasy fallacy, where she's one of the people that's willingly interested in ta- tackling some of these issues that are not addressed a lot. Um, the other is uh, bring up some real conversations with your partner. You know, just just have some interesting conversations over lunch. Those are usually the best times. You don't have them right after you introduce something and it get, and it goes horribly wrong. That's the worst time to have these conversations. This is this is when you go, hey, let's meet for lunch, and you bring it up. Uh, what do you think? I was listening to this show, you know, and it was awesome because because you know this dude Kenneth has this great philosophy and stuff, and you know, <laughs> so but it's just. It's where you just bring it up and it's basically bringing more of myself to the relationship and have the chance to be molded and shaped and challenged because then I become better and then my partner becomes better and then we get a better relationship. Man, that's some really, really great advice. Um, Dr. Allen, if anyone listening to this would love to kind of keep in touch with you and just learn about all things Corey Allen, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, that's at simplemarriage.net. Um, I'm pretty accessible there. There's, there's all kinds of contact information. Even my phone number <laughs> is listed just because I do therapy and uh, coaching around the world. So simplemarriage.net. Um, there's also Sexy Marriage Radio, which is a weekly show. You can find the same. You can find every episode there too. This is a show that's been going on for four and a half years now. So there's 220 plus episodes on online of of, of almost everything. <laughs> that we've—I don't know if we haven't covered an area, but I'm sure there's some. That's that is fantastic, Doctor Allen. Thank you for taking a few moments out of your time to to invest in our audience and to to share your wisdom. Uh, this things will be really valuable, and I think a lot of people are going to listen to it because there's not there's not a lot of resources out there talking <laughs> about these things. So thank you. You're welcome. And there you have it, my interview with Dr. Corey Allen. Hope that was helpful and insightful for you. Again, the recap is that there's nothing necessarily sinful about using sex toys, but there's a way to go about it that will that will be honoring both to your spouse and to, to God. And so, um, you know, if one partner is uncomfortable with it, then you don't go there. Um, but, but I appreciate the idea you know, that Dr. Corey Allen mentioned, just like, like, listen, you add sugar to your coffee every day. Like in, a, in our regular lives, we add things that are not necessarily natural to, to make things more enjoyable. And as, as Corey Allen said, uh, as he said, well, just like, if this is going to legitimately enhance your sex life with your spouse and legitimately bring you closer together, then, then there's no real reason to be against it necessarily. Um, I also love the idea that he brought to the table, just kind of, you know, not necessarily introducing a sex toy that replaces one of the partners, but enhances the experience for both partners. Just some really good wisdom and then some good ways on how to bring those things up um, in conversation within within relationships. Because, you know, I'm not married, but I've been told that that could be awkward. And so I thought that was some really great wisdom. If you like uh, Corey Allen's words, I encourage you to go check out his website simplemarriage.net. Now, for those of you who uh, who have maybe fast forward or maybe you listened through and, and you, you know that at the beginning of this episode, I promised, uh, back in the intro, I promised that we would, that I would address kind of the single element to this. Um, I want to just say very clearly, um, if you've never listened to episode 14, which is our masturbation episode, uh, my, my opinion on masturbation is that the Bible has never directly labeled it sinful, 
but I think there's lots of biblical evidence as well as evidence as we from you know from studying human psychology that points to the fact that it's not necessarily helpful. And the exam- example I've used many times in several episodes is like it's not necessarily sinful or wrong for me to eat two dozen donuts um, in one sitting. Um, it's not it's not necessarily sinful, but but it's not going to be helpful. Like it might not be morally wrong, but it's going to be unhealthy and potentially damaging. And back in episode 14, I kind of really outlined, uh, you know, how masturbation is potentially devastating and detrimental. You know, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10 that all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial, right? Something might be okay to do, but it might be harmful in the long term. In addition to that, masturbation potentially ushers you into a place where it's easier to commit other sins, particularly lusting in your mind. Um, it, it, it will lead you to a place, masturbation will open the door where it makes it easier to sin in other ways. So again, masturbation itself is not sin, but it's potentially unhealthy for you in an emotional, spiritual way. And it opens the door to make it easier for you to sin in other ways. So with that said, the reality is whether you're gay or straight is irrelevant. Masturbation is unhealthy for you and potentially very detrimental to you while you're single. You see, I mean, I'm a heterosexual man and I am single and I am dating a girl right now. But but I don't know what something could happen, right? Like something could happen where I end up being single all the days of my life. We don't know what God's story is. Maybe God's story for me is to be single all the days of my life, even though I'm straight, God would still expect for me to be wise and to be a good steward of my sexuality and my, and my emotions and my spiritual well-being. And so I'm not married right now. And therefore it is inappropriate for me to engage in any sort of sexual activity of any kind. And I believe it is, it is detrimental for me to engage in masturbation. And therefore, regardless of my future marriage, I should not engage in in masturbation. Therefore, the argument that says that a gay person maybe should be should be given more leeway because they're never going to be married and they can never, you know, get their urges pleased or satisfied is an argument that doesn't necessarily hold water. See that I, I am single and if you are a gay person that is celibate, you are also single. The expectations are the same on both of us. The expectations are that we both live a Christ-honoring life in all we do, and that we be a good steward of our physical bodies, of our spiritual well-beings, um, and of our uh, and of our sexuality. Like regardless, so I believe that engaging in masturbation makes that much more makes that much more difficult. So with that stated. Sex toys, or if, if you're using sex toys as a single person, whether you're straight or gay or otherwise, it's irrelevant. No matter what your orientation or your preference is, if you're using sex toys, you're participating in the act of masturbation. You're self-pleasuring or you're engaging in receiving satisfaction outside of God's ideal design. Right? Again, God's ideal design is one man, one woman within the bounds of marriage. You're satisfying yourself outside of those bounds. And I think in the long term, that potentially could be dangerous to you, no matter what your orientation is. So at this point, I would take the stance for a, 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 a homosexual or a gay person, a person who is professing to have those inclinations. I would say to that person, the same, same way I would say to any single person, I would say it is your responsibility to live a sexually pure life. And I would encourage you to abstain from masturbation, which means I would also encourage you to abstain from the use of any sexual toys. I'm not going to tell you that it's sinful. 
I'm just going to tell you that I'm not so sure that it's within God's perfect design. It's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10. It might be permissible. I'm just not so sure that it's beneficial. With that stated, I want to make an invitation. If there's anyone listening to this that maybe has dealt with same gender attraction, maybe you would profess to be a gay, homosexual, lesbian, and that's your inclination. Maybe you're wrestling through that. Maybe you're not sure what you believe and you just need someone to talk to or connect with about it. I would absolutely love to, to dialogue with you. That would be awesome. I mean, I would count that an incredible privilege if you would allow me to be a part of those dialogues. Please feel free to shoot me an email. It's heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. It's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at TheologyForTheRestOfUs.com. That is also the same email address that you can send in a question to uh, that you have. Maybe there's something I said or something Dr. Allen said in this episode that you think we ought to clarify. Maybe maybe you have a follow-up question. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you just hate me and you just want, to, you want me to know it. Uh, regardless of whatever the reason, you can feel free to use that same email address to contact me. I'd also highly encourage you to follow me on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. As always, our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up the Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a son!